Hey, folks, this is part two of a special uh, pair of podcasts that, in case uh, you missed it, we recorded live from the Titan Hoops Fair that happened at the Courtyard Manila last weekend. Um, This one is special because it has a returning guest. It's the first time we've had a Zoom guest, an online guest, uh, come back to the pod as an in-person guest. That's right. We flew Lee Ellis down to Manila. Uh, If you guys listen to the Lee Ellis podcast, that's just a couple of episodes ago jump right back onto the feed and you'll see the lee ellis conversation i swear to you on my life that when we were talking then about hey maybe you should come to manila there had been zero plans of him coming to manila the first time we had spoken about him coming to manila was when we spoke about it on the podcast on tape so um between then and last weekend when we actually got him here was a very quick turnaround it's one of those serendipitous things that i'm so happy we were able to to make happen but yeah the international man of mystery starts off this podcast and then the second half of it is a conversation with myself uh of course isaac go who co-hosts for love the podcast podcast and Trina Goitinko, uh, who's a dear Valentine and uh, is a mainstay on our national team program and 30 Ravenna from the men's national team pool. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for all your support. Thanks for everybody. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been showing love to Titan and the shoe and the pod. Here it is for love. The podcast original score of the pod is an old gift from an old friend, Mr. Raymond Marasigan. Here's our conversation with Lee Ellis, Trina Goitinko, and 30 Ravenna. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bring you in on a great discussion on hoops, on the culture and the love that we all share. Allow me to turn it over to Nico Ramos and Isaac Goa for Fair Love, the podcast. All right. Um, can we give a big round of applause to Mr. Uh, Judd Sulit, ladies and gentlemen? Let's give a big round of applause to Judd. We'll see more of Judd later on as, uh, as he takes uh, the court. We invite everyone to please come find a seat. I think we still have a couple of spots here uh, and enjoy the podcast here with us. My name is Nico Ramos from Sam Philippines and Titan. And with me today, finally, I'm so happy, my partner, Isaac Go. I know I had I heard you had a fun podcast yesterday, so I had to come today. Uh, and we have the man of, uh, of the Hoops Fair so far. Someone who's had two days worth of time in the Philippines, but 20 years worth of experiences. Ladies and gentlemen, um, let's officially make it warm and let's welcome him. The one, the only, Mr. Lee Ellis. Lee, welcome to the Philippines, man. Thank you so much, Nico, for having me. Uh, it has only been two days. It's felt, felt in a good way like a lot more because we've uh, packed a lot in here these couple of days. People have been so generous with their time and uh, really be here. I've wanted to come here for a long time. Yeah. No, you know, you know, you and I spoke recently on on the podcast. I'm I'm very familiar, very envious of your 2020 mission uh, is a word I like to use. Do you mind uh, sharing it with everybody here? Uh, what exactly is this form of world traveling that you're doing? Well, for me, basketball is a language. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You step onto the court and you can play. You don't have to know people's names or their background, boy or girl, whatever. And so. All my life, basketball has been a big part of what I've tried to do and what I've enjoyed. And so I know that there's so many more people out there in the world who love the game as much as I do. So I just want to go and combine my love of traveling with playing basketball 
and also trying to make it turn it into a career. So originally I was trying to do 20 cities in 20 countries. The Philippines, Manila is number 15 already, which is fantastic. And I'm really just going to keep going as long as people keep supporting me. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. This is the inaugural Hoops Fair Classic. If this becomes a regular thing, then you can book my ticket right now. I'll come back. Uh, I, I think no one says no to that. Ice. You can stay at your house, right? Of course you can stay at my house. The Go family will adopt you for however long you want to stay. Of course, and you've been here now for two days. How is Filipino basketball culture for you and how would you describe it? You know, uh, it, it starts with the passion and the enthusiasm. And that's like just so obvious here. Like everyone who's been playing, everyone who's attended this event loves basketball. So, you know, it's only a matter of time before the Philippines produces a real NBA player. I mean, like someone who was born and raised here and has come through the Philippine Basketball Association. I've said to a lot of people, like 30 years ago, Australia, we only had really Andrew Gaze and then Luke Longley and Shane Heal. And those guys were kind of more role players. Now we've got some star players. So it takes time. But I think the Philippines in terms of basketball passion is where Australia was, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. And now it's really starting to catch up. And when you have facilities and events like this, you see just how many people love the game. And uh, I mean, we had a game winner. We had a, a, a bucket winning game shot there in the last game. So the passion and the dedication is already here. and It's already evident. Now, Lee, you've come across, you've been so gracious with your time in, on your trip here, and you've come across and you've met so many people here at the Hoops Fair, whether they're you know, longtime fans of yours and and the crew, right? You know, they're they're coming up to you. You have inside jokes with them. They're they've been your online buddies for years, and you also are encountering some young people who you know you're meeting for for the first time. What's the what's the exchanges? What have been the you know what stories are you telling the guys when 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 you get back? What stories are you telling your family when you get back about the people you've met here? Well, I'm telling everyone to come out here to the Philippines because uh, it's just been such a great experience for me. And so the people, a lot of people I've met here have supported me for not just like the starters or no dunks, even some going back to the basketball Jones, which was another decade ago. So to finally get to meet those people who I've tweeted with, who've been in the stream team or they've uh, been a Peter the week up, whatever it is, to actually now meet those people and talk to them and show them how much I appreciate the support that they've given me and the guy over the years because truth is, if those people didn't support us and what we do, and you know yourself as a podcast host, if you don't have an audience, then you don't have a show and you don't have a job. So for me to have gotten to that position where I feel I can come out here now and meet all these people and play basketball and travel the world, it's, uh, it's really humbling for me. And I would say I'm one of those people who actually watched your show on the Starters and one the one segment that always resonated with me was your top five very solid plays. <laughs> Because for all, I think a lot of Filipinos know dunking here isn't something that back then when you'd watch pro basketball, college basketball, you could only count with the num on the guys in the number of your fingers who could actually dunk. So I want to ask if you could give our crowd what has been your top five solid or even just number one very solid play of here in Manila. Ah, uh, wow. Uh, I'm not sure if I can sort of, you know, cut it down to one because I think ultimately these events are about the people you meet. You know, and when people bring the right energy and the right vibe, you're going to have a good time. So I think that's probably more than anything else. I mean, basketball is fun. You know, whether you win the game or lose the game, it doesn't really matter. As long as you're having fun and enjoying yourself, that's the most important thing. But you're right. I mean, the very solid play, the reason that started was because I like to highlight the fundamentals of the game. 
there are certain things genetically that I'll never be able to do, like dunk a basketball. But you know what? If you work hard and you practice and you, you practice your free throws, kids, you can become a very, very good basketball player. Everyone would love to be LeBron, but, you know, no one can be LeBron. But you can be a guy like Steve Kerr, who, you know, not as big as LeBron, but had some incredible moments in his career because he worked on his fundamentals and he perfected those. So that's where I think, and, and again, I mean, the, the Philippine players generally aren't tall, big, you know, huge athletic players. So you have to be able to still impact the game by being effective. And that starts with the fundamentals. Yeah, uh, and that, that also comes with, knowledge of the game right knowing that with two seconds left you know whether it's in game or whether it's on twitter whether it's in the memes because <laughs> it, it seems from watching you and your interaction with a lot of your fans here that uh, there's just some there's a basketball humor that yeah it, it seems to resonate with your filipino fans here that uh, maybe flies over the head of, of other people yeah. from other places <laughs> well at the end of the day it's fun and it's ent- that's what it should all be and so, you know, when you're out there playing, you need to understand the game that everyone wants to hit the big fading out of point shot that wins the game. The chances of that happening, though, are almost zero. So you want to be able to go and, and win the game like we just saw with a layup. It's just it's just as effective and it still wins you the championship or the, or the uh, game. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of the fans here that I've met, they've been uh, longtime fans of the show, so they understand all the little in-jokes that, that we've made over the years. And that adds to the chemistry, it adds to the atmosphere of, of a podcast and of a show. And so, you know, now to be here uh, and experiencing that and having some jokes and, uh, and talking with the fans, is just, it, it's been incredible. And now, and for the people watching live, you can catch how you play later. And I'm pretty sure you're going to show them your basketball IQ later. <laughs> well, I hope it'll be better than I did in the uh, three-point shootout yesterday. Yeah, I was a, a little bit rusty there. But um, again, about playing and having fun. It's not about necessarily, you know, you don't have to win or make every shot. I, I'm going to meet some great teammates. We're going to work together, hopefully get some very solid plays. And uh, ultimately, again, just, just meet people and have fun. Should I break the news to him? George, or should you break the news to him? I think you should. All right. Okay. See, already the battle lines have been drawn uh, <laughs> because you're saying you have great players on your team. You say you guys are looking to have fun. I know you want to win. Yeah. But um, I'm going to spoil it a little bit here. Okay. But Isaac has just confirmed he's coaching the opposite oh, team. Yeah. So don't get too cozy. Don't right. get too friendly. <laughs> he's scouting you right now. And... Uh, and I think that uh, I think that the friendship is gonna chill uh, in, right. in the next half hour or so. Telling me about Australia and how much you love Australia, You're trying to get me to sort of yeah, I want to do yeah. My game plan for you later is every time he catches the ball, we're gonna trap you. Ah, we'll give wow. up the ball. That's fine. I'll pass it. I'm looking at make this today. That that's what I'm looking for. I I've heard that you are like the Woj of the Philippines, and you're breaking news right now. So. Oh, we got another one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I break all uh, Isaac Gore-related news. Right, right. Uh, I, I double as his publicist. So uh, and, and any announcements concerning Isaac and Isaac's future appearances, they have, to, they have to flow through me. All right, Lee, I know that you're also very curious, right? Um, I think that the thing that's happened a lot with you traveling the world playing basketball is people keep asking you questions when one of your true great gifts is your ability to ask questions in interviews. So, so in a few moments, we'll bring in our two other special guests. And yeah. I'm sure that you're very, you're very, very curious as well as to, as to, you know, what basketball in the Philippines is like from, from their POV. But I have one more, one more question for you before we get to that. 
Um, you're going to be playing in the All-Star game later. You're going to be playing against a team that Isaac uh, is is coaching. Uh, again, I'm going to remind you every single chance of that. Yeah. Um, is there any particular play that you're like, I just want to make a three? Yeah. Or like, man, I just want to have one great assist. Yeah. I, honestly, I think I do prefer the really good assist these days because when you get that involvement with your teammates, that is what creates the great teamwork and the chemistry. So we all love a good three-point shot. That's great. But when you make that extra pass and then someone gets that basket, that to me is what makes it uh, even more special. That's why, and I agree with you, honestly. I love. I'm, I'm really going to shoot threes. I'm just trying to throw them <laughs> off. <laughs> no, I can do both. I can pass and shoot the three. So either way, I'm fine. All right. Okay. Now we'll, we'll, you know, I think it's high time that we bring on two more very special guests uh, to the front. Yesterday, we had three members of our men's national team in Jamie, Calvin, and Dwight who are so generous with their time to meet fans and be part of the Hoops Fair and be on our panel. And, you know, I thought, you know, it it would be great if we had another member of that men's national team pool, someone you know very well. You won how many championships together? Not one, not two, but three championships. Wow. Wow. You see, the, yeah. the moment we announced that you guys were on ep- uh, yeah. opposite teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. the competitive nature right. of ice came out. Yeah. He wants you to know that he's a three-time UAAP <laughs> champion, collegiate oh, champion. Um, he's someone you know very well. Also someone who went to that same university and like you and our other guests, now wears the national team colors with pride. Uh, we're bringing them over to the front from our men's and women's Gilas national team. Please welcome to For Love, the podcast, and please welcome to the Hoops Fair, Mr. 30 Novena and Ms. Trina Goitinko. All right, okay. Enough of the two of you. You guys have spent enough time together <laughs> lifting enough trophies. We don't need uh, any more of that. But 30, Trina, thank you guys so much for making time. I know you guys are busy being national team athletes uh, and er- everything else that you guys do. Welcome to the Hoops Fair officially. Yeah, thanks for having us and good afternoon to everybody here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. You know, it's such an honor to be at the first ever Hoops Fair. All right. Okay. Um, I'm sure uh, we're, we're transitioning Lee over here and putting him to work um, because he's a talented interviewer as well. I know, Lee, you're very curious about Filipino basketball culture. Trina, 30, and Isaac, obviously national team player, three-time college champion, a PBA superstar. Um, he, they all have different backgrounds of Philippine hoops. I'm curious what you're curious about. Well, I guess I'll start with Trina. Like, um, you know, basketball is so passionate here. I mean, again, I've seen the enthusiasm and seen just how many people love the game. When when did that change? Like, when did that become such a big thing? Because I don't imagine it was all that long ago, considering, as I said before, we haven't seen yet a, a Philippine basketball player have, have a real impact in the NBA. So for me, um, I kind of came here when basketball was on the way up uh, in terms of the fans, in terms of the community, because I am originally from the States and I moved here in 2015 because I loved the passion that Filipinos had for basketball and how basketball oriented this country was. So that's something that drew me to this country. And, you know, I, I love being Filipino. It's something that I've taken to heart growing up all these years. So, you know, uh, moving here. And seeing how amazing this basketball community was, it was a, a huge decision on why I decided to come here. So maybe 30 can answer why, when it, when the... Uh, yeah, yeah, when, when 30, for yourself, when did you, you know, really see that basketball, because 
talking from our show, our biggest audience was the United States, Canada, and then the Philippines. So when did this really become such a huge event or a huge sport in, in the Philippines? Uh, for me, I, I guess it was all, always a big thing for us. Basketball has always been kind of like religion for us, even back in the 80s. Um, but I think once we stepped in the international scene, when we qualified for the World Cup for the first time back in 2014, um, that's when the whole the, the country really supported everyone. That's when basketball became a even bigger thing than what it already was. So I think that that was the start of like when it grew exponentially. Yeah. Even I, internationally. I, I guess I guess being from Australia as well in the 80s and 90s before we had the internet and cable TV, people liked basketball, but they couldn't really access it. Once cable TV and internet, uh, you know, leaked past, was that also a, a sort of critical time that all of a sudden people now could watch games anytime they want and in real time? Because I think... I can speak from experience that you said that we had to wake up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Uh, I think it was solar sports back then where you had to really had to catch it. You could not get it on demand. And you would see people wake up early on weekends just to catch the game. And I think now because it's now gone super accessible that you can go anywhere and you'll see someone watching a game, talking about a game, watching it on demand. So it's something that's helped. I think people just fall in love with the sport more because now you, you, you don't have to wait. You can just watch anytime. You want to see this play. You want to see this very solid play. Yeah. You want to catch this game. You catch this player. Everything's now there for us to just absorb and just enjoy it. I, I think, though, as as the guy in the mid-30s, because uh, they're all young, you know, we always like to brag. Uh, and Titan, you know, this is our favorite story that in 1954, the Philippines was the third best basketball nation in the world. We won the World wow. Cup bronze medal um, in, in 1954. So, you know, the World Cup coming back here, you know, it's not us kind of introducing ourselves to the World Cup. It's us saying, hey, we we kind of been here a while. We just... It's been a while since we got a medal. 70 years, not... Yeah, yeah, but, you know, 30 and the guys are at it. So, you know, it's it's on their shoulders. But it really started with us because Americans being in the country, I think, introduced... We were one of the first countries outside of the U.S. that started playing basketball. So we were early adapters to it. So our history traces back to us being an elite basketball nation. And that's why, you know, kids, even without knowing it, without being able to trace it or wondering why their dads love basketball. I mean, 30s dad is one of my basketball heroes as as a pro watching watching him play. You know, they've just been celebrities, right? Like to this day, you know, 30s dad can't, you know, walk them all in peace. I don't know when, <laughs> I don't know the last time Bong Ravenna has been able to walk through a mall in peace because he used to be a superstar, and then he became the dad of two superstars. Wow. Uh, and, and 30 and Keith. Uh, well, daddy will be upset if I don't count her as a superstar. She's the biggest superstar of all. Yeah. So, so you know, I, it's, it's, just always, it's just always been in our blood, man. I mean, we, we used to have relatives from the States ship back VHS tapes of yeah. Michael Jordan yeah, uh, yeah. on bootleg recordings. So has Michael ever been? I know LeBron and Kobe were here. Has Michael ever been here? No, I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't think I don't think he or us are ready for that. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I think if Michael yeah. comes here, I think it's so dangerous. I mean let's talk about the World Cup because it starts in a couple of weeks and you know Philippines is going to have a huge home court advantage. Although to be perfectly honest, the passion for basketball, I think every game in this city especially is going to be absolutely packed. So in some ways, that might work against the Philippines that there's going to be so many neutral supporters there. Do you, do you think that's 
good or is that going to put them under too much pressure the local the local players no i know they're they're ready to play under any circumstances so you know as much as fan as many fans as that we can bring as possible to watch these games i think they'll appreciate it I mean, 30, 30 knows uh, that uh, the crowd support for the national team is is different. 30, maybe you can give Lee an idea of what it's like when we play outside the Philippines and you discover a thousand Filipinos yeah. come out of nowhere. Yeah, so basically basketball, especially when we play in places where there's a lot of Filipinos, it kind of feels like it's not a it's not an away game. Right, Sometimes right. we go on the road for a window and we're in the Middle East and you see 15,000 Filipinos watching yeah. an away game. It doesn't even feel like you're, uh, you're outside of the country. So Filipinos are always very supportive, especially with, um, with basketball because it's their passion. And they always love to support each other, especially when we're out. And the flame for the game is crazy for them. Yeah, I, I know when I lived in Toronto, the first time I lived there, I used to play pickup basketball. And honestly, almost all the other guys were Filipino or Filipino heritage. And, and even that was my first experience. Like in Australia, there's a big Filipino population. I didn't really play basketball with many, but in Canada, I did. And that was when I was like, man, these guys are crazy for basketball. What's going on here? But what do you think then is realistic for the Philippines at the World Cup? I mean finishing where where they're in a tough group i mean but where do you think they can finish mm. why do you have to put me in the hot seat like that <laughs> yeah well with his teammate on the national <laughs> team right here <laughs> the national he's a smart one he well, knows okay. he knows analytics so he's i'll, he's I'll ask you the right guy. I mean, because you know obviously i think you know realistically the united states is is always going to be the favorite but australia we finished third in Tokyo for the first time ever we finished fourth a few times so what's the realistic expectation for the philippines well, I mean, our biggest goal probably right now is to just start off with a win. And that's the that's what's going to determine pretty much how the tournament's going to go. So once we try and maybe get a crack at that uh, win against uh, Dominican Republic, uh, hopefully we try to advance to the next round. Because the main goal is for us to be in the Olympics in 2024. So yeah. uh, if we try to qualify for the second round, that gives us a higher, a very like a high chance of making it to Paris in 2024. So that's the goal. But we're definitely going to try our best to take it one game at a time and just try to give us the best possible <laughs> chance of winning. That, that's, that's a pro basketball player right there. Just the, the one one game at a time, you know, don't want to get too carried away. But no, I mean, you know, like you can see the progression, but I can also, again, speak from experience that there's so much heartbreak usually along the way before you break through, but it's all, it's all worth it. So... I'm just excited. I think it's going to be a great tournament. I, I genuinely think, like I said, the United States is favorite, but they're not clear favorites that nobody's got another chance. Although Giannis, I saw, is out. He's not playing now for Greece, which is really disappointing. But um, yeah, I, think there's, I think there's four or five teams that can really win this. And that's the unique thing about the World Cup, right? I mean, 2014 in Spain, we send a team over there. Everybody thinks we're happy to be there. We get a giant win. Uh, and, you know, they were saying, you know, it really kind of kickstarts this secondary boost of interest of basketball in the Philippines to the point where we're we're kind of crazy enough to say, well, we'll host the World Cup. If you think about it, it's kind of crazy, like uh, why the World Cup is going to be hosted by, I mean, Japan, of course, Japan, but Indonesia and us, you know, for, for someone who's never been here before, yeah, I'm sure you were like, wait, what? And then yeah. you come here and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, you know what they should do is play the games outside. So then the Philippines would have a real advantage because I think all the other teams would just be passing out from the heat. So uh, For sure. That's yeah. definitely going to be the biggest home court advantage yeah. if you play outside. I, I think, though, and I, I think, though, you know, we'd be remiss on this panel 
um, as much as the men's team, uh, we're throwing all of our support behind 30 and the men's team as, as they prepare. I know 30's got practice in two and a half hours. He's uh, counting, he's counting the minutes. Uh, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about just the incredible progress that our women's team has made regionally in Southeast Asia and in, in the Asia Cup. And with a dominant under 16 performance, just, I don't use this word lightly, but spanking the competition in the recent Asia Cup under 16. Trina is, is a young vet on our national team program. Trina, I think the next few minutes is a time for you to educate Lee and maybe some of the people here as to just where we are with that national team program on the girls' side. Yeah, so um, definitely this year, there's been a huge improvement in terms of support in terms of recognition, in terms of social media. You know, thank you all to our uh, media partners for giving us the coverage that we need because that's how we're getting so much support. And it's important to get our games out there, our highlights out there, just everything women's basketball in general out there because um, for years and years now, men's basketball has dominated this game, you know. And it's, you know, it's as a women's basketball player, I've dedicated my life to this game. You know, so many women have dedicated their lives to this game, but it's really important that we do get the recognition, the support, the, hopefully one day the same support as men's does. Well, and, and in the women's football World Cup we saw just recently as well. That was a landmark achievement too uh, for, the, for the Philippines. And I think what's really important here is it doesn't matter if it's men or women. It, once you see that success, the whole country does get behind the, the team and support them. And so, you know, it starts with those things. And, and I think what's really important as well for young girls to see that, hey, I can play basketball if I want to, and I can turn that into a career. And, and uh, they're seeing it here because we've seen the boys and girls playing and the standards have been really, really good. So uh, I've been just so impressed with everything that I've seen out here. And and I think, though, um, it's also important to to give them some love is, you know, we have our top male athletes like 30, like Isaac, be such giant fans of, of the women's game and women's athletes. You know, Isaac and I were on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking to Coach Pat, the national team head coach, just saying how <laughs> Vanessa de Jesus is our new basketball role model and ice just geeking out over the women's national team. It was because I remember also before is that you couldn't find it. Like even if you tried to watch it, you wanted to watch it, you could not find it. And now is that they get their time slot on TV. It's now getting easier to watch them, more accessible. And now, now I can search on the net also as well and look at FIBA Asia Cup women's division. And the stats come up. Everything is there for us now. And I think for Trina is that you're kind of in the middle of that because you there's a trailblazing group of Sina Janine, Sina Jack, and then there's the super young guys, some young girls, sorry, from the under 16 or coming up to the program. You're kind of in that middle spot, sweet spot where you're in that transition group. How has it been like to kind of ma- like mix, get these new guys in, get these get these guys to understand what the older guys, older girls have done to help make the program what it is today? So one thing that I really enjoy and I love dearly about our team is that all the veterans on our team, they they welcome everyone, even, you know, the 14 year olds, the 13 year olds, basically any girl who wants to try out for the national team. Everyone is welcomed and everyone is encouraged to try because we know at the end of the day, um, it, this team isn't a college team. It's not a professional team. It's the national team. It's the Gilas Pilipinas women's team. So 
we all have one common goal, which is uplifting the women's basketball team of the Philippines. So that's one thing that we always try to keep in mind uh, when it comes to, you know, gelling the younger generation, the older generation, and like, I guess the mid generation. So um, that's, that's one thing that we always keep in mind. Like we're playing for the flag. We're representing all Filipino ballers. We're representing all Filipinos around the globe. So that's how we're able to do what we do. That's when you say mid-generation, that's when you know you're starting to get older as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but have you seen more support and more funding from the government now to see so much more, you know, growth and, and, and involvement of the game? Compared to when I was, I started on 2015, there's definitely been uh, growth. Uh, there, We're on the right path, but hopefully uh, with the years coming, uh, we do hope for more support because... Um, what we have is enough, but we need more to be able to achieve the goals that we want to. And, you know, I think the great thing is there are four very talented girls teams here, all of them under 18, that really put on a, a high level tournament. And I'm just so excited because when I met Trina, she was playing in college and she was entering her final year. And I remember having a conversation with her and she said, I'm done after this. This is my last organized basketball game, which was her, her last game in the UAAP. And then she kind of semi-retires and then a few months later makes this giant announcement and she's like, I'm national team full-time, baby. And then, you know, that, so I'm kind of excited. One of these girls that are playing in these tournaments right now, you never know, right? They, they'll probably be on the national team very soon. They'll be teammates with you. Um, and, you know, to trace back, you know, one of their earlier tournaments to an event like this is, is super exciting because thirds, you know, there were four really talented under 15 boys also here. By the way, like I think a third of them were like dunking at 14 years old, which is uh, which is ridiculous. But uh, maybe that's maybe that's something we can make it, we can wrap up on because Lee's been a witness to the young talent uh, this tournament. And Isaac, Trina, 30, you guys have all been young prospects at one point uh, or another. Maybe you guys can just share how excited you are for this next generation of players and the quality you're seeing from 14, 15, sometimes even younger than that, both in the men's and in, in, in the girls. Definitely very excited, especially seeing the younger generation. Uh, they're also different, you know. Before, we were we were 6'2 power forwards that were coming out when we were uh, 15 and 16. Now you got 6'5 point guards, 6'5 wingmen. That's that's very exciting. You know, they got a lot of potential. It's very nice to see the game improving every year, especially with the younger generation. Um, hopefully, well, they'll definitely be uh, replacing us once we're done. And it's going to be a sight for us to see. It's very excited with all the talent that's been coming in and hopefully the support that all the Filipinos have been giving. Uh, just, you know, this, the sky is the limit for us. So hopefully, you know. We get to see that day where we're really contenders when it comes to the international stage. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, I can I can see that for sure. Uh, that, that that again, the passion is there. So it's now just a matter of getting courts like this, getting events like this, and activities, getting good quality hoops and nets and balls and shoes, because that all makes a huge difference. And uh, but it, again, it's a it's a process that takes time. But uh, I, I think I think I can see some really positive signs here. And and I think that there's a lot of players that look up, especially to the three of you guys as as great role models, you know, who are able to do more than just uh, be great at basketball, right? You know, they, they, they see how, how open you guys are with your time, how gracious you are with your time at, at events like this, meeting fans, meeting young players. 
you know, they'll run into Isaac Go and Isaac will to their face say, not one, not two, but three UAAP championships. See, we should have an Athenian limit. I didn't think this through. I didn't think this through when we put this together. And then now I'm here. The three of them all went to the same university. Um, and that university has way too many trophies for their university. Like it's overflowing into the avenue. So next time, this is the last time we'll set the three of them together. Too many, too many wins between the three of them. But I think the three of you guys have been outstanding role models. I think that, you know, this is a great opportunity to, to send flowers your way and give you guys flowers uh, to ice for everything that you do. Um, and, you know, pushing the conversation on the podcast. You know, it's uh, it's something we appreciate. Trina being team captain of our Deer Valley Titans and leading the the women's movements uh, on our end, and of course our guy who's going to be waving the flag in 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 just a few weeks on on our World Cup team, Mr. Thirty Ravenna. Let's give them a big giant round of applause. Let's continue to welcome Lee and make him feel warm here in the Philippines. Thirty keeps elbowing me because practice for Gila starts at seven. I can stay. I can stay. And and we have two coaches of the All Star team that want to meet their teams already. And Lee wants to warm up because I, I think he's got eight three point attempts in the cannon <laughs> just locked up. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please let's give a big warm applause to my co-host Isaac Go, Lee Ellis, the international man of mystery, Miss Trina Gritinko, and Mister Thirty Ravenna here on For Love the Podcast. Guys, thank you very much for joining. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you so much for having us. Thank you, 30. Thank you, Trina. Thank you, Lee. Thanks to my boy, Georgie, Isaac Go. We'll catch you guys again very, very soon. Uh, that wraps up the special pair of episodes from days one and two of the inaugural Titan Hoops Fair. Who is coming up next on the pod? Can't tell you just yet, but I will tell you very, very soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Bye-bye.